Hello and welcome back. Um, this is episode 12. Today is July 26, 2020. The title of this podcast is How Much Toxins Are Okay in Moderation? As many of you may know, I have been a health, wellness, fitness, and life coach since 2010. I started doing that because I wanted to not only help people develop healthy habits and adopt a healthy lifestyle for life, but also because I am more passionate about prevention, about not letting people get sick, than I am about treating people after they are sick. You may also know that I love teaching. I love teaching about science, genetics, the immune system, nutrition, about health and wellness, fitness and exercise, healthy life skills in general. I enjoy teaching because it provides people with the tools they need to take control of their life. And I also believe that if we understand the logic, the science, and the reason behind everything, we are more likely to respect, practice, remember, and comply. So, From the very beginning, back in 2010, when I started my health consulting practice part-time, my top priority was and has been to teach people the why and the how about health and nutrition so that they are better equipped with the knowledge and the tools to become healthier, stronger, better versions of themselves, rather than being told what to do by someone claiming to be an expert. I don't believe in do as I say, not as I do. I think people need to know why they should do something and learn how. Then they will be successful and my clients and my patients' success is the most rewarding part of the entire process for me. So I am very determined to be rewarded and therefore I am very dedicated to your success because your success is my reward. You can call me selfish, but that is why I do what I do. I could be in a lab making a drug that you can pay thousands of dollars for and still not really know the why and the how and follow recommendations blindly, hoping that the magic pill will have no side effects that you will notice anyway, and more importantly, hoping that it will cure whatever ails you. In the past 10 years, I've also learned a lot and continue to learn a lot from my clients, my students, my patients, and anyone that I counsel. I can honestly say that every single person I have worked with has taught me something. So you can call me a perpetual student as well as a teacher at heart. After so many years and so many wonderful people who have walked into my life, I also have learned to appreciate the many challenges that we are all faced with on a daily basis, especially when it comes to eating healthy, living healthy, practicing health and mindfulness, and taking care of oneself without feeling guilty. Yes, because in our society, this society has trained us to feel guilty about taking time for our health or saying no to toxic foods that are shoved in our face, or dedicating 60 minutes or so a day to exercise, or heaven forbid, sleep soundly 
because we have a good coping mechanism and mindfulness strategy for stress relief. This is a society that expects medical students, residents, research scientists in training to be tough enough to go through 30 plus hours of, uh, without sleep. Because, and I quote, we did it in our days, so should you, end quote. I remember when I was writing my PhD thesis, there was a period of time towards the end, and I was almost done with my, with my thesis, when I did not have time to lay down in my bed to sleep. I sat in my desk chair, reading, studying, and writing my thesis for about 78 hours straight. And if I took a power nap, it was on that same chair, and it was because I could not see the words clearly anymore, let alone think logically. After that long stretch of not laying down to sleep, when I finally went to bed, it literally hurt my entire body to lay down. I had gotten stiff in the shape of my desk chair. Now, what part of that is healthy or even necessary? None of it. What part of it is crazy? Most of it. I remember my sister when she was doing her residency and she had to do 36 plus hour shifts with no sleep. We used to live together when she was a resident and I was in college at UC Davis. I was crossing the street one day after getting off the bus to get home and she was getting home from her long shift. She almost ran me over because she was so exhausted and she didn't even see me. So when I jokingly brought it up, I said, are you trying to kill me or something? She had honestly no memory of it. Now, if you are my doctor, and if you tell me that you have not slept for 36 hours, I will not let you touch me because you are not fit to care for anyone in that state. But unfortunately, it is like a medal of honor for doctors to be able to say, well, I went through years of medical school and training and got very little sleep or sometimes no food for hours on end and I'm used to it. But in reality, this is not okay. The human brain and the human body needs proper fuel, rest, and sleep in order to function properly. More importantly, our medical doctors are not trained to practice health themselves. They often do not have the tools, the knowledge, or the experience to give basic nutrition and health advice without medications. This is sad. They go through years of very hard training and hard work and mostly the only tools they are given is what medications to prescribe. Plus, they're so pressed for time to be profitable for their institutions that oftentimes, with all good intentions, they just simply cannot spend any extra time with their patients, even if they really, really wanted to. So, I have made it my mission to be part of that missing link anyway, if I can. I do get many referrals from wonderful doctors, oncologists, neurologists, and other medical practitioners who know and they are willing to admit that they are not in the position to be able to offer certain things to their patients and they are aware that those things are important. I'm talking about healthy eating, exercising, sleep, stress, 
and other things that can improve outcomes without meds or in some cases even complement their patients' medications. Let me tell you this, I personally enjoy very much working with each individual one-to-one. I learn a lot about them and we get to solve their puzzle together. But I also realize my limitations. I am only one person and there are only 24 hours in a day and I kind of sometimes also need to sleep to practice what I preach, right? So I decided to expand my services, if you will, so that I can offer information, coaching, and support to multiple people at the same time. Plus, I've also learned to appreciate the power of peer support and the motivation and the strength that people receive from each other. The energy goes around and everyone benefits from it and it makes my work so much more effective and more rewarding. Sometime last year, back in 2019, I started what I call Eat to be Fit Academy. Without going into too much detail, this is a 24-week comprehensive health and wellness academy. During the first 12 weeks, we cover all about nutrition, facts, myths, the good, the bad, and the ugly. My students not only learn the topics in depth, the why and the how, but they also receive shopping lists, menus, and recipes each week. They also share recipes and ideas with each other. There is an exercise component and a challenge component. After they graduate from level one and the winners get their prize, they continue on to level two, which is also 12 weeks, during which time we cover non-food, mostly non-food aspects of health and how those factors affect our health and our lives. So yes, it is very comprehensive, but I also believe that it is one of the most effective strategies to ensure success. I am so incredibly proud to say that 95% of my participants are almost done with level one and two and are getting ready to graduate. And they've made amazing progress. As we get more in depth and take a deeper dive into health, nutrition, exercise, risk factors, health issues, and other things, they pose many interesting and important questions. This past week, we discussed food partitioning and nutrient timing. Now, this is a very specific topic and it goes above and beyond just eating healthy. There is a lot of science behind it, which is why I love, absolutely love it, because you know I'm a science nerd. One very good question one of my students asked me was this. So, how many calories should we eat and when should we eat what? And what? So, do you sometimes wonder about this yourself? So if you ever asked anyone this question and they had a straight answer with some numbers for you, I would say, wow, that's a great joke and you should laugh at it because no two individuals are the same and even the same person cannot eat the same way every day and every week and every decade of their lives unless nothing really changes or they want no change, which is very rare. If you want change, you must change. If we all ate the same things every day, you think we would all feel and look the same? No. 
So the answer to my student's question was, it depends. We need to find your optimal fuel for your optimal activity and your optimal lifestyle. Although there are general healthy guidelines that we all can follow, if you really want to get precise and fuel your unique engine just right for the best performance for many years to come, you need to learn about the science. It is so much fun and absolutely fascinating. I learn with each client how different their bodies behave and how amazing their puzzle is that we get to solve together. Now I want to go on to listing this week's toxic things to eliminate from your life. Remember we talk about toxic foods, toxic chemicals, and toxic behaviors or lifestyle. So I start with toxic foods this week. Alcohol. I know it's not a food you eat, but it's something you consume. So let me start by some basic facts about alcohol. Uh, alcohol contains ethyl alcohol or ethanol. Ethanol is the intoxicating ingredient in beer, wine, and other forms of alcohol liquor that is produced by fermentation of yeast, sugars, and starches. Alcohol is usually liquid, obviously, that you drink. It, its color and packaging may vary widely, and, and types include, obviously, beer, wine, liquor, and etc. Alcohol is a central nervous system depressant. It causes damage to the developing brain in young adults, as well as long-term damage to any brain, meaning adults. More than 16 million Americans misuse or are addicted to alcohol. That's a huge number, which is a substance that is legal, widely available, and normalized in our society and sometimes even like promoted. Prolonged use of alcohol can lead to addiction, of course, and many other health issues. So here are just a few. High blood pressure, liver disease, heart disease, stroke, digestive issues, breast cancer, colon cancer, stomach cancer, throat cancer, brain cancer, esophageal cancer, pancreatitis, sexual dysfunction, memory loss, shrinking brain, diabetes complications, bone density loss, osteoarthritis, other autoimmune diseases. Okay, I'm getting exhausted, running out of breath, just reading the list. Are you tired yet? I get this question a lot. Quote, how about occasionally? Everyone needs a little buzz every once in a while. End quote. Let me be the person who tells you the bitter truth about alcohol. There are no benefits, really no benefits to drinking alcohol. None, nada, nothing good about alcohol, nothing. No one needs a little bit of alcohol, not every once in a while, not in a lifetime, not ever. Just like no one needs a little bit of a smoke or a little bit of rat poison every once in a while. It is poison. It is toxic. And it should not have ever been created or introduced into our lives. But here it is. And it is here to stay, unfortunately, because we are made to believe it's okay. And that sometimes we need it. 
and it won't kill you. It aggravates me, you can tell. I beg to differ. I and I'm possibly a very small minority, probably one of very few people that you might ever meet in your life, but let me be that voice in your head the next time you are tempted or someone offers it to you or you think you have to because you have to be polite. You do not have to. It has no benefits and many, many, many harmful effects. There, I said it and I will say it again and again. Not you, not anyone, never ever needs alcohol. It is bad for you, period. Number two, toxic chemicals. Today, we want to talk about arsenic. So what is arsenic? Arsenic is a naturally occurring element. It is widely distributed in the Earth's crust. So it's found in water a lot in some areas, in the air, in food and soil. It can be found in high concentrations in certain foods. Are you ready for this? Rice, rice syrup, rice flour, apple juice. Many baby formulas contain high levels of these foods and therefore they're very high in arsenic. Sad it is because what are some of the health concerns associated with consuming high concentrations of arsenic? Well, in addition to skin cancer, long-term exposure to arsenic may also cause cancers of the bladder and lung cancer. The International Agency for Research on Cancer has classified arsenic and arsenic compounds as carcinogenic to humans and has also stated that arsenic in drinking water is carcinogenic to humans. So how do you know if your water is contaminated? That's a great question. So if your home is not on a public water system, you can have your water tested for arsenic. Uh, your state uh, certification officer should be able to help you and provide you with a list of labs in your area that will perform tests on drinking water for a small fee. Really do not try to remove it with boiling or bleach. It won't work. You may want to consider water treatment methods like reverse osmosis, ultrafiltration, or ion exchange. Again, your local health department can, can recommend some uh, effective procedures and where to go for this. And finally, number three, toxic habits or lifestyles. Today, I want to talk about this toxic habit, putting off your health, not making time and effort to take care of your health. This is sadly very common, especially among mothers and sometimes fathers, parents in general. I hear this so much. I can't devote time to my health, my healthy eating, exercise, because I have kids, and they and their games, their school activities, etc., take priority. Even worse, what I hear, well, the junk food is there for my kids. And sometimes I have to, I have no willpower and I just kind of eat their junk food. Really? So you think it's okay for your kids to have toxic foods and when you dig into their toxic food, you blame them. Does that sound crazy? Well, it's because it is crazy. Sounds familiar? Well, let me ask you this. If you are not well, 
or in the event that you get sick because you did not devote time to your health, how useful are you to your children? If you're not healthy to be around long enough or to be healthy enough to engage in any activities with your kids, how useful is that going to be to your children's well-being? You may remember this statement I made a while ago. I loved and adored my dad. He was the best parent one could ever ask for, but he did not take care of his health. He died of cancer at 49, and I will not forgive him for that. An amazing parent as he was, he was not able to be around for me long enough to see me graduate from high school, from college, from graduate school, to see me do anything as an adult. I only got 15 short years with him, and that is just not fair. Now remember when you get on a plane and the flight attendant tells you, in the event of a change in cabin pressure, put your mask on first, then help others. Why do they tell you that? Because if you are passed out or dead, you cannot help others, so you're useless. That is absolutely true about life in general, about your health. So quit making your kids, your family, or anyone else for that matter, your excuse to not take care of your health. Because your health is your most important possession. Here we are again. If you want to learn more about any of the topics that I talked about today, if you're interested in uh, registering for my E2BFit Academy, which will kickstart again in the fall, you know how to reach me, and here it is. Go to my website at www.drlale.com or visit my Facebook page at drlalephd and or email me at contact at drlale.com. I also am um, happy to announce that these podcasts are going to be on my website at drlale.com so you can also see them there and send people to them please. And again, send me your burning questions about health, about how to get healthy and stay healthy for life because we all are entitled to health at little to no cost. Thank you for listening again this week and stay tuned for next week's episode. Until then, to your health and happiness.